Welcome to Talking Club. I'm Emily. And I'm Karen. How's it going today, Karen? Eh, it's fine. Oh, so a good day then. <laughs> oh, it's fantastic. <laughs> I, yeah. Well, yep. well, it's a good thing we're recording because we're going to make your day much better, right? Of course we are. Yeah. And just, you know, my day hasn't been bad. I'm just in a grumpy mood and sometimes we're grumpy and that's okay. Yeah, totally. Feel your feelings, Karen. I do feel them. I feel <laughs> all of them. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I think that's a really good thing to say is if you're in a bad mood, just own it. It's okay to be in a bad mood. It's okay to be sad. It's okay to be happy. It's okay to be mad and not even know why. Right, exactly. These are all human emotions. We're human. We're surrounded by so many things in our world that we can't control. We're bound to be affected by that for reasons unknown. Right? It's true. Yeah. It's very true. I was thinking today, maybe it's time for me to go back to therapy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, you're you're one person that always says that every person should be in therapy, right? Everyone needs to do it at some point in their lives. Maybe not constantly, but yeah, I think everyone needs it. It's awesome. Um, but yeah, today I was just, I was driving home from church. It's a long drive because um, mm -hmm. I don't live, I'm, I do not go to my geographical boundaries. Mm -hmm. um, and I was driving home and I was just like, you know, I just feel this, I've noticed lately, I just feel this constant like rage. And I should probably work on that. Yeah, yeah. So. You should probably you should probably talk that through with yeah. someone. Yeah, I mean, some of it I do know exactly where it's coming from, and we don't need to get into it on here because there's it's a whole other thing. And if I talk too much about it in public, I'll probably end up getting sued. Um, that's a whole other fun thing. <laughs> but, okay. Uh, yeah, but you know, I now everyone's like, "Ooh, what's she getting sued over?" Right. Um, I know I am. I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> well, just in a nutshell, I'm involved in an organization that may be doing some shady stuff. I might know more about it than other people who have a lot of opinions about it. And um, it's just been a really ugly couple of weeks, which is part of my mood today. I'm just tired of this. I'm tired of all of it. I'm tired of people being just really mean to each other. Mm-hmm. And I'm really tired of people taking sides when they don't know the whole story. I understand how that is. I know how it feels to know more about a situation than most, mm -hmm. but everyone has an opinion about that situation. And that is a very, very tricky place to be, especially when yeah. you can't talk about it. Yes. Very tricky. Yes. And it really does just kind of fester and... Mm -hmm. So I'm going to go to therapy and talk it out in therapy. <laughs> Good. Good. Yes. If we were, you know, like a popular podcast, this could be where we could like do an ad for better help. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Wait, is it better help or better health? It's some, it's some company. I think it's help. Okay. There's some company that offers like online and over the phone yeah, it's um, like therapy, therapy by phone and it's like you don't have to have insurance to do it. And stuff, yeah, so. but like they are sponsors of like every single podcast that I listen to, which isn't a because bad thing. everyone who listens to podcasts needs therapy. Yeah, I've never That's been to therapy. That's not a sign. It's just that people need therapy. 
therapy is wonderful. It's mm-hmm. really a good thing. Yeah. It I, is better help. I, I just looked. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so yeah, I mean, maybe one day we'll have sponsors. I highly doubt it. That's not that's not um the purpose of this podcast. No. To have sponsors, but that would be where I would put the ad if we were to, you know, have sponsors. It's true. Anyway, but yeah, but just briefly before we move on, going back to what you were saying, I learned the very, very, very hard way that we as consumers, readers need to be very, very picky about what we like, what conclusions we come to when our only source of information is like the news. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and when uh, we're only limiting ourselves to one or two channels of news. Right. As well. Right. If you are reading a, an article where every sentence begins or ends with according to the family or according to sources close to so-and-so or anything like that. Oh man, you, you really have to just, you really have to just take it with a grain of salt because the reason why people are writing that is because they only have one side of the story. And so they have to begin their sentences that way or end it that way so they don't get sued or they don't get in trouble because they're, but, you know, but the way that information is fed to us nowadays, it's so easy just to read a headline and Mm -hmm. come to a conclusion about something to think it's, to think it's true or to think it's completely false without even investigating it. And honestly, like, I don't know. I I get frustrated. I'm frustrated with how the information that we are given sometimes because it's clickbait mm-hmm. a lot of times. Yeah. Well, I really became skeptical of like TV news a few years ago. Um, I was involved in a political campaign for a candidate and um this was this was several years ago. Mm-hmm. And so I had been involved in like phone banking and stuff like that. And so the phone, the headquarters that I'd been going to, they on the night of the election, they were having a big party. It wasn't even like a general election. It was like a primary. They're having a big party and, and pizza like last like we were doing some last minute phone calls. But mostly it was just like, hey, thank you. Like thanking people for their support, not trying to encourage people to still go vote. But we had been the highest, like, the highest performing, I guess, um, phone bank for this candidate. And so because of that, the local news sent out reporters, field reporters, to go to our location. And they were doing this for other candidates in the same race. Um, but it was like they were sending them to the, like, the, the you know, winners, basically. Like, we weren't in a contest, but, you know, there were right. other, anyway, anyway. Well, our candidate did not do well that night, and but we were like super jazzed, like we were so excited. We we're like, "Hey, this race isn't over. This is just one primary." You know, it's like yeah. there's still other stuff happening, and so we were super like we were just still feeling kind of. We were bummed, but we were still like kind of feeling that high. We we're like, "Hey, like there's a lot of time left," and so they had told us that we were going to do one more like thing where we stand up and we're all like with our campaign signs and stuff behind the reporter. And they told us we were going to do one more 
for the 11 o'clock news. And then that was going to be it. And then it was around 10, 1030. They said, never mind the, um, the, you know, the editors or the producers, whatever had, had said, no, we're not going to do that. They were just going to go to the winners. So they sent us all home. And so then I get home and I turn on the TV. Oh, cause like, as I was walking out, the, the one reporter that had come from, like from one of the major stations, he actually asked if he could ask me some questions. And so I didn't know if it was going to be used or not, but I was just like, okay. So I rush home all excited, like, Ooh, maybe I'm going to be on the news talking about my person. Right. And so then they go, like they do a, you know, kind of a, and we're going to this candidate's headquarters and this candidate's headquarters. And we're going live to this candidate's headquarters. And it's the reporter standing in front of an empty room talking about how we all went home so dejected because it was such a rough night for us and we were just so miserable and sad and it was just like that was a full-on lie that was not even close to the truth and i couldn't believe that he was still there because they had told us that was it the night was over and it was just like i was just so shocked and from that point on i was just like okay i can never like i'm always going to be skeptical of mm-hmm. any story I see on local news, on national news, whatever, just because a reporter's there, just because a camera's there, does not mean they are telling you what's really going on. That's very true. So then that begs the question of what can you trust? So, yeah, I mean, that is a very good question. And the ultimately, you can't fully trust any source. Yeah. Um, you have to be skeptical of everything. But the best way to go about it at least for me, is to watch multiple sort. Like, if you like to watch the news, get it from multiple stations. You know, if you have a particular point of view, watch stuff from the other side as well. It's not always comfortable to do that. Sometimes right. it's really en- enraging. <laughs> right. But it's important. And listen to how people are covering stories, what stories are and are not being covered based on what channel it is that you're that you're watching. Um, I also like to read lots of news articles, too. You know, I read stuff in the LA Times. I read stuff in the New York Times. I read stuff in the Deseret News and the Washington Post. And, you know, like, I I read stuff from all over the country yes. because you just, you have to get, that's the only way that you can get the full scope. And I know not everybody has that kind of time. And I don't even have that kind of time a lot. But it's, that's that's what you have to do is just catch, cast as broad of a net as you can. And yeah. then generally speaking you can get a pretty good representation of what's really going on even though i don't think that we can ever really know what's true and what's not no and maybe that's always been true it -hmm. just you know what i mean but like maybe maybe that's yeah like i think right now you know you hear people blame the media for everything you know the liberal media or the far-right media or whatever the case may be but i'm just like I think every news source forever has had its own biases. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, yeah. I think yeah. I you don't know. You should go that- back and read all the newspaper articles from the 1800s. Yeah. Like the presidential <laughs> election of 1800. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, that's fun. And watching the way that the different newspapers like captured that story. It's just yeah. like, like they're fully, there are reasons there are libel laws in this country. Yeah. <laughs> well, there true. are everywhere. But it's like it. That, that stuff started because people were just printing whatever they felt like. Whatever printing. they wanted to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and another interesting thing, too, um, is that uh, or another way I think you can tell that maybe news sources aren't completely being um, honest is 
is whether or not they will cover a story in general. So yeah, there, you know, cable, yeah, cable news networks, you can go to what, what do we have? Like maybe three, we have Fox news, CNN and MSNBC mm-hmm. and um, like there will be times where Fox news is talking about something completely different from what the other two are. And we're, and I'm not talking about small stories. I'm talking about like major stories, Yeah, you know, like Mar-a-Lago type stuff. And, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like, if, and I, and I use that not trying to like call out Fox news, but I'm sure anybody who's listening can know that they're probably not my favorite news source, but I'm, but like they tend to be the one, the ones that just will flat out talk about something else when there's huge news happening in the world or in the country. Yeah. You know what else too, though, is like, I also like to watch BBC world news Mm -hmm. a lot. Yeah. And it's really interesting because just on, on what you're talking about, what's really fascinating there is getting a perspective of things that are happening all over the world that none of the American major news outlets will cover so it's not getting covered on MSNBC or CNN or Fox, you know, and it's yeah. like huge stories from all over the world. Things that have global implications, things yeah. that do matter to our country are not getting those stories because it's like from some faraway place and it's like not sexy enough, you know, for American audiences. Right. And I, I've thought about that, too. And every once in a while I'll hear a story or about some major catastrophe bombing natural disaster that has happened in another country and it 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 is pretty sad that i that we that we're not talking about it more yeah and because you know i mean i remember when you know russia invaded ukraine and for what i mean for for a fair amount of time like that was everything that we were talking about and then it just I don't know, like it just kind of we stopped talking about it and it's like it's still going on. People Mm -hmm. are still dying. And I mean, how that war is even going on, it just still like, yeah, it's just completely it just boggles my mind that it can still be happening. I don't know. It's yeah, it's just we move on to the next thing pretty fast. We're just we are we've just been like. We just need the next big thing. Yeah. <laughs> we as yeah. people and consumers. And I, I really blame, well, I don't, I use the word blame, but it, obviously it's a multifaceted issue, but the internet has really just, has really changed the way we function as adults and our expectations. We can't handle when anything is a little bit slow. We, we, we don't like really have any patience anymore. If something doesn't work right away, like we're livid and we're mad. That's why like fast food restaurant employees are getting like, (laughs) you know, people punching them because their cheeseburger was wrong. You know, like we just, we have like a real big problem with like instant gratification. And like, do you remember back in the late nineties or mid nineties, it took like 10 minutes for a internet page to load. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, can you imagine that now? I mean, we would lose it if it took that long to for if if our internet was even slightly slower than normal so yeah yeah well it's interesting yeah Yeah. when i was in college i took a class it was called political behavior i was actually taking this class in the fall of of 2001 and yeah 
Well, and, and it, that semester started before 9-11. Uh-huh. And, um, and so I remember when 9-11 happened. Obviously, I remember when 9-11 happened. But in class, a few days after it, um, we were talking and our, our professor was talking about um, our attention span collectively and how people just move on from really horrible things and that we just have this tendency to forget and just go on to the next thing. And I was just like, yeah, but this is something that we'll never see again in our lifetimes. We're never going to forget this. And it was like, by the end of that semester, we were on to other things, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it just, yeah, we do. We have the attention span of gnats. And that was 20 years ago, <laughs> you know? And it's like, it's just, it really has gotten worse, but it's always been, I think it's always been a problem. Like yeah. we just kind of, as a society, we collectively agree that we're just going to move on when things are bad. It's called doom scrolling. You know, you yes. go on Twitter and you're looking for bad news. You're looking for what is what horrible thing has happened now. And then it's like, then you get all outraged and mad and then you move on and start looking for the next thing. And it's just mm-hmm. this constant cycle that we're in. Yeah. I was reading an article or a thread the other day about, you know, because one thing we hear a lot is, oh, kids are horrible these days. There's, you know, they're... There was a thread going Kids on. Kids don't want to work anymore. Yes. That did one? you did you see that thread? Yeah. That was fascinating yeah. to me. People have been literally saying that since the what eighteen hundreds. Mm-hmm. How they don't want to work anymore, and it's just something that's said every decade. We say it about every generation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 It's it's really interesting because it makes me wonder. <laughs> it's like okay, so is there is there really a problem? Are we really should we really be worried about the kids if the if we're always being told that they don't want to work anymore <laughs> every couple years, every generation? The reality is, like, people are going to step up when things need to be done. This is this is something I've been thinking about a lot, too, actually, actually, since I saw that thread. And because I do kind of see that in general, like that sentiment of, man, you know, I mean, when the help wanted signs first started going up after we got we're still in a pandemic but after the real lockdown ended when people kind of started coming back into the world and the help wanted signs started going up and the the whole story was like we just can't find anybody that's willing to work and it's like no everybody has a job that wants one that's why you can't find anybody because there's Mm -hmm. no more workers it wasn't that nobody wanted to work it was that nobody was willing to leave the job that they had for a job that you were willing to offer and and probably not paying very well and not being very nice to your employees if you're the kind of person who's going to put up a whiny sign (laughs) Nobody wants to do this job. Yeah. Nobody wants to work for you because you probably suck. Right. Um, Right. But but beyond that, I think like since that started happening and then when that thread came up and stuff, what I've really been thinking about is that, you know, we have this kind of the collective, the youths. Yes. Don't want to do this and don't want to do that. I am in a situation where I employ 30 people. Most of them are college students. And... Yeah, I do sometimes have trouble with getting them to, you know, get up and do some certain little things. But for the most part, they're motivated. They're good workers. They'll do what I ask, you know, even if they don't want to, they'll do it. And so I think the problem isn't that kids don't want to work anymore. I don't even think the problem in general is kids. I think the problem is that we suck as adults and we need to start giving, giving, being better examples and then also giving them a break. Right. Because I... 
you know, when you're talking about, oh yeah, they'll still work or they're not horrible workers or things like that. And I'm just, I'm just thinking to myself, is there any adult in this world that could say, I love all of my adult coworkers, you know, maybe people, you know, I'm like, there's plenty of people that I work with that are frustrating and it has nothing to do with the, and they're not young. They're, they're usually, yeah. I'm just like, I work my ass off at my job. Sorry. (laughs) I do. And I am good at my job and I guarantee there are people that get really annoyed with me sometimes. Right. Right. Exactly. There's just, and that's okay. (laughs) Right. You're going to be annoyed with people regardless of their age at Mm -hmm. some point in time in your life. And yeah, I think, you know, I mean, the kids, the younger kids, like, what are we setting them up with? And is it really, can we really blame people for not wanting to do a job that we wouldn't do ourselves? You know, it's like, I don't want to work at a fast food restaurant. Should I be mad that somebody else doesn't? No. You know? Exactly. Yeah. So it's just... Yeah. I mean, having a teenager right now is fascinating to me. I've told everybody that will listen that I, this is my hands down, my favorite time, favorite phase of parenting. Um, I get really frustrated when people say how scared they are (laughs) to raise a teenager or how horrible it must be. And I'm just like, no, it's absolutely phenomenal. It's so interesting to watch teenagers right now watch them navigate the world with all of the resources that they have that we don't have um it's fascinating and also a little bit um not scary but just surprising at the things that my daughter is exposed to at this age and i don't know like to be honest with you i've never felt more needed as a parent than right now that's awesome Well, Karen, it was great talking with you today. You too. Thanks to everyone who's listening. Follow us along on Instagram and Twitter at Talking Club Pod. And let's get together again next week and talk. How's that sound? Sounds great. Okay. (laughs) All right. Talk to you later, Karen. Bye. I can't start this podcast with don't make that face. What are you doing? You can't start. I can't start recording without first thinking about laughing. And then I have to stop. And it doesn't help when you're doing. I'm being not serious. With your... No, you did you. Okay. Okay. Let's go. three two karen where'd you go (laughs) i'm helping you (laughs) like okay if you don't want to see my face here you go black screen no i'm sorry it's just you were making a weird face (laughs) that's just how i look no it's not i see you more than you see you and it's not how you looked (laughs) I wish I could like recreate it. It was like (laughs) 
Like, <laughs> anyway, okay, are we ready? Yes, okay. still ready. Okay, Whew. three, two, <laughs> Karen. Oh, the struggle is real, man. We do this by choice. <laughs> I didn't even crack open that vodka in the box behind me. You have a vodka box behind yeah, you? Yeah, Hulu sent it. Oh, cool. With vodka inside? There's vodka. Wow. It's all the ingredients for a Moscow mule. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, have fun with this that. This is me without alcohol <laughs> this is both of us without alcohol and last week's episode everyone should be very concerned <laughs> okay are you ready ready okay 